Well, it was massive opening weekend, especially for Barbie. Opening day for Barbie, 70.5 million in ticket sales. Oppenheimer, didn't get to see that on the weekend. I'll tell you why later. Oh, oh that's what I was wondering to do. I know. That's Can't all you bang, you're banging on about it all Friday. Didn't have the opportunity because something else got in the way, Robert. I'll tell you about that later on. I'll tell you about that later on. But Barbie, so heading the daughter. You didn't secretly go to Barbie, did you? Oh, hang on. No, I didn't have time. I'll tell you (laughs) what happened. But Hannah, so she got tickets. She told me uh, during the week, or last week she was going, her and a friend Eden. Yeah, excited. Oh, just stoked, mate. So Friday night, the the night was. So they got, they in one of those, you know, the cinemas with, you know, the reclining seats and all that. Oh, all the bells and whistles. Uh, Yeah, all the bells and whistles. Um, Cinema would have been full. Oh, well, it was. You know, they got all their stuff to take in as well, you know, the popcorn and the drinks and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so she, she rocks in, her and Eden, and in the seats where they were at. Yeah. Lo and behold, other people sitting there. Oh. And you go. And, oh, and, wow. But, so, so the other Because you, you definitely, you don't go to the movies anymore, just turn up and find no, a seat. No, no, you've got to get your seat. Like in the you old days. Got to get your seat. You actually got to get your seat. And in the seats were two little girls with their mum and someone else. So she didn't want to say, oh, they're our seats. Excuse me, they're our seats. seats. You so would have, wouldn't you? I would have said, get out. You would have said. Security, get out. You Read kids. it and weep. Yeah, bad luck. <laughs> so she goes and sits, Hannah and Eden go and sit somewhere else. Yeah. And then as they were sitting there thinking, oh, we've got a seat. No, that's that's not too bad. Still good seats. And then the people who had those seats oh, come along. Oh, up because everyone's going to see yeah. Barbie. Everyone. They're our seats. And she goes, oh, okay, we're just going to have to tell them. So gets back out of her seat, goes oh. up. And the lady on the on the aisle said, because um, Hannah's, Hannah. Hannah's thinking, I'm about to crush the dreams of some little yeah, kid. yeah. And Hannah goes and looks up the lady from the, in the aisle seat and says, uh, you right? And Hannah goes, well, they're our seats. They're our seats. And she said, no, they're not. Oh. And Hannah said, yeah, yeah, I've got the ticket. Oh, and the lady I, hate, said, I hate that sort of confrontation. Oh, awful. So um, Hannah gives the ticket to the lady and said, yeah, they're our seats. Yeah, have a look. I've got yeah. the ticket here. And the lady said, this is for Thursday night, not Friday night. Oh, she was, no. She, <laughs> she, she was a day late. <laughs> so she, oh, even worse than them, a day early. She'd booked them online and booked them for And just clicked in Thursday. Thursday and then turned up Friday, on Friday. Friday. And they had. <laughs> oh, Because <laughs> I was wondering. And she was paid for them too. She, she was home cheap. at about quarter past eight Friday. I said, what about the movies? And then she told us the story and I went, oh, you poor darling. Oh, Hannah. I know, oh. I know, I know. <laughs> you know. I mean, you'd be okay oh. if it was, you know. I, <laughs> if it was just Mission Impossible, <laughs> but not Barbie. Any other movie. I know, I know. And uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? <laughs> oh, well, you missed Oppenheimer. Is there more to that story? <laughs> yes, there is later on. <laughs> but she's rebooked and she's going again. At a later date. Okay. Not on the weekend. One for the price of two. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Especially with happening, what's happening with the Empire Bay boat shed. Now, the association has hit back at claims the removal of contaminated fuel tanks. Because they've got contaminated fuel tanks down the bottom where they used to fill up with their boats. Do they? And they require, they say, they require dismantling the historic site. Oh. Now, they had the big... They had the big rally on Saturday. Big rally. Uh, Shane from Empire Bay was there. Good morning, Shane. Hi, Shane. 
G'day, fellas. How are you going? Yeah, no, it was pretty interesting, Paddy. Probably 250, maybe 300 locals turn up, which is probably 10% of the population, which was good. Any yeah. dignitaries uh, there to support the boat shed? Well, the boat shed's been dormant for a while now. It had a fence up around it. It looks ugly. But, look, there's an engineer. He's a, his name's Tad, and he's a mate of mine. He's actually inspected it. And underneath, he said, a couple of pylons need a bit of loving, but everything structurally above is sound. What about these now, contaminated fuel tanks? Because they've got to be replaced. They, you see said, the they said the only way to get rid of the fuel tanks or to make things safe there is to remove the structure. Uh, I think they could rethink that, mate, because they're probably not that big. Removing the structure is not a drama. They could lift it with a crane. It's timber, for God's sake. Yeah. I think what the protest was pretty much about is where's Crown Land's going to stop with this type of thing in Australia? Because how many boat sheds? Oh, we, we don't have not, many left on the Central Coast, do we? Well, we've got one at Empire Bay that I know of. Do you know of any others? I, I don't know. But, like, the East Coast has three. Was that um, all? It needs a bit of loving, mate. Uh, the paint's peeling off, and it's just, it's a it's a, it's a weatherboard building on stumps in the sea. Can it be used no for anything else? Can, hey? can it be used for anything else? Oh, that'd be up to the business sector to give some sort of license. But it's been a boat shed forever. My uncle Les has been dead twenty years, and like he he went to ninety, and he talked about it when he had his bat from Rushcutters Bay up mm. there. So it's got a history. But I think the fact is that <clears throat> no one's in it, but we don't want to lose it. The fact is, can we fund uh, Spruce Up? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Now, ha- know. hang on now, hang on. Palmer's got... I've got this. Y- you know how he comes up with, you know, outlandish ideas? Yeah. He's got... Oh, it's so <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to put the Star Wars. This is going to be out of the planet. Okay, Robert, go ahead. The solution <laughs> to save <laughs> the boat, the boat shed, shed, yeah, is simply Little John's Tree Frog. Put little John's. If you find a tree, tree frog, frog, put it in the, in boat, the boat shed. shed. Yes. It stays forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alleluia. We better invent a new, you know, speckle freckle boat frog, mate. Yeah, no. Yes. No, no, I've looked this up. There are 26 Australian frogs that are at great risk of extinction by 2040, <laughs> one of which is little John's tree frog. I'm not referring to Paddy Gerard's anatomy. <laughs> No, that's Long John. That's the Long John tree frog. So that, so Shane, get a frog. Just find any frog. Any frog. Put them down in the boat shed. Paint it to look like little John's. Yeah, and then (laughs) the boat shed will be saved. Hey, hey, Rob, sucked in, this, uh, sucked in with Mossy, mate. I heard that crap again this morning. That <laughs> tears in my eyes, you poor bloke. Yeah, look, I, I work with a scumbag. It's all right. Uh, yeah, I would go that far. He's all right. Oh, you yeah, should yeah, not yeah. talk about... He doesn't know where the line is. <laughs> he doesn't. That's all right. All right, Shane, mate. A long memory. Okay, mate. Well, there's the solution. Everyone, if you want to save the area that you with anything, put a frog there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's not a bloody cane toad. Oh, no, no, not a cane toad. No, no. Imagine, don't bring a cane toad. It'll be dismantled straight away. All right, Shano. Thank you so much for that. Cheers, buddy. Save the shed. Save the shed. Save the shed. And the tree frog. Mate, you know what? You don't have many good ideas, but that, I've got to say, is a bloody good one. Hallelujah. (laughs) All right. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yes, good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What, we, what do you got for uh, us? 
We've got to go to Vegas, baby. Oh, I know we, we do, Robert. We have got to get to Vegas Come somehow. On. We should do a competition where people win great stuff if they can suggest a way that we can get oh, our bosses to get agree to us it. to Vegas. Yes, we, I know. I've said this ever since Zach has been here and uh, all the other producers. I know. So the thing is, right, you know that giant orb that they put in? It's the Spheres, $2.3 billion worth of entertainment venue, yeah. and it's a giant LED screen, right? It's a video screen. But it look, it's it's an orb. I thought it was billions. I thought I thought it was. Two, only I said four. two point three billion. I thought you said million. Well, if I said million, yeah, but it's I meant billion. billion. It's the cost of the Commonwealth Games, but it's <laughs> just a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So they got this screen, and it, it's been in the last couple of weeks. It's been a moon, and it's been a basketball. I know. Just and now brilliant. it's right parked right next to the Wynn Golf Course, which is one of the most expensive, probably the most expensive golf course in all of America to play on. How much for a whack? Exclusive. How much? Yeah. Don't know how much, but it's if yeah, you can imagine yeah, the most expensive, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And now they've put a picture of an eye, like a real human eye. It looks good, doesn't it? You see that? There it is. I'm it showing is, you the picture. It is just so magnificent. Gunto, it, isn't dead it? Set. Oh, it's gross. You can see all the. <laughs> Intricate details of this eye. All the veins and everything. If you were playing golf and so you didn't like being looked at while you were swinging your club, <laughs> there look. this is a massive thing. It makes Green, the London eye look pretty pathetic too. Green fees for Wynn Golf Club are whopping $600, according Yuch. to Zaki. That's a lot of money. They're going to have to rethink that London eye because it's yeah. just a big Ferris wheel. I mean, this, I mean, this is, is just, an eye. Does anyone have a reason that we can get over to Las Vegas to see the eye or to see the sphere? Come on. We'll take a couple of listeners with us. That'd be really right, great. Yeah. Maybe I mean, that could be good for. Imagine the Fred Hollows Foundation; they'd make a ton out of that. Using that as every a eye endorsement is an eye, yeah, which is true. Just turn. Can you just turn to your side for me? I just want to see your side-on view yeah. profile. Go. Thousands of Take ten a inch. Photo? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you could have told me that. Well, you, okay. You didn't. Uh, you only just told me to turn uh, side uh, on. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Okay. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I'm going to compare. Show me. There. Thanks. Hang on. Another one. Thousands of 10-inch penis fish have washed <laughs> up on a beach. That's why I wanted because Have know, the fish got nose envy? Have washed up on a beach in Argentina in a bizarre phenomenon that has buff, baffled internet users. Yeah. The lewd-looking sea worms line the beaches hey, of... Turn side on for me. <laughs> oh, oh, I tell you. Hey, hey, fish. That's not a fish. <laughs> Sorry, go on. The lewd-looking sea worms have lined the beaches of Motila, north of Rio Grande. Correct pronunciation. Uh, early this week. Now, the wriggly pale pink worms washed up after a heavy storm that battered the region. How big are Monday. these pale pink worms? Ten inches. Wow. Although the photos of oh, the creatures so went viral. Your photo's not really. It's, it's, yeah, I know. It's, You're close. it's not on scale. You're close. But... Their appearance onshore is not common in Argentina, where stacks of sea worms periodically wash up after torrential rain. Though referred online to as penis fish, the creatures have been identified, oh, jeez, <laughs> Eurekis unisynchitus. Correct. Spoonworm that typically typically lives buried under the ocean floor, but can be uprooted by heavy storms and swell. Ten inches worth of seacock. Yeah. (laughs) 
local so, fisherman. Excuse me. I had a drink and chopped so, on my so, coffee. So, local uh, fishermen had flocked to the beach to gather up the worms, which they use as bait, particularly while fishing for sea bass, according to local athletes. So, who's going fishing? I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. It, it's getting, you love fishing now, don't you? Paddy oh. and Rob Palmer, the podcast. I tell you, I could have slept because the weekend was long and arduous for me. Yeah. I had paintball on Saturday with my 18-year-old. Mate, are you sore today? You I'm, look so, at... I'm so bad. Hey, I'll show you one. There's okay, one. one. See that one? Oh, jeez, I didn't have to. Oh, oh. God. And let me just take that. No, I won't take those off. Holy jeez. I've been Did you wear long duds the... when you played paintball? Well, you see, I turned up and I went to the desk and I said, hi, yeah, it's booking for Palmer. Mm. Yep. And then so, yeah, there were 10 of us. And I said, so where do we get changed into the overalls? And she says, we don't supply them anymore. Oh, I they the, don't because of OH&S, is it? I don't know what it is. Some stupid rule because I, I used to love getting into those smelly, sweaty overalls. Well, you know how I turn up every day in shorts because it's yeah. just done like being hot <clears> down the bottom. Well, I turned up in shorts. And I Did was they the, tell you yet? To, no. I was the only one that got there. There was a woman looking at me going, you are doing this in shorts? And I said, well, I don't have a choice. Because I didn't know. She said, last time I was here, they had long, they had trousers, but they've taken them away. So I had to go out with no protection down below. I got some knee pads, though. That was essential mm. for old knees. You want to be able to get down on Did the ground. Did you take see? a cricket um, box? No. Nah. They said that people rarely get hit there. Yeah, it would have been have to be a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hitting a shovel from 100 metres. Possible, Luckily, but unlikely. Hit, hitting a fly from about a thousand metres. <laughs> well, we went out. It was good. We were playing all these oh, games. Work. We were playing all these games. I shot up the young bloke a few times. He got oh, me. Yeah. He got me heaps. They did this thing called the birthday run because it was the eighteenth. They had the birthday run with. There were two kids there that were having birthdays. Yeah, and they had to run. And every other person that was there was firing at him as they went. <laughs> <laughs> must have got hit by about 30 of these paintballs. He'd go, ah, 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 you hear him yelling. But it was heaps <laughs> of fun. We have one game where you have a medic and one person becomes the medic and then the two teams go off and they have to go behind the barricades and you have to get to a certain point, whatever. And if you get done by a paintball, you have to stay still until the medic comes and revives you. And so the the poor whoever had to be the medic was the, had the worst game of all because they were just getting targeted. Were they, were they being peppered off as well? Yes, the medic. Yeah, I know. But the medic couldn't be killed unless the medic was hit in the head. So, oh right. So, oh, you, you, so you would never aim for the head. You just aim for any other bo- body part. The body of the medic going to fix up the guys that you're playing against. And I got hit. I'm sitting there waiting for the medic, and the medic goes, "I'm not coming over. I can't, <laughs> I can't get to you." But there was a rule that if the medic felt like they couldn't get to you, they could shoot you to revive you. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, so "Just come what? over here." He goes, "No, I'm going to shoot." I said, don't shoot me. Anyway, so he runs over and on the way, sure enough, bang, 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 the medic got hit and he's gone. He was very close, like a metre away from me. But apparently you got to touch the person to revive them. And I was like, that's close enough. Yeah. And he scurried back to his protected spot. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I'm thinking, yeah, I've been revived here. So I'm turning around looking 
and he and he yells out, "Next time I'm going to shoot you." <laughs> I, I said, "I said okay," and I, that's what I heard. But what he said was, "I'm going to shoot you," because he hadn't actually tagged me. Oh right, because so you've got to yeah, had to shoot you so you're back in the game to wake me up again. <laughs> so I've turned around just to confirm what he said. <laughs> right in the neck, right in the throat. I thought, Uh-oh. "What the?" It was like turning around and watching your mother shoot you in the face. By the way, if you just tuned in, we're talking baseball. <laughs> it was. It was bad. Anyway, it was oh, a really, really good, good day. Good the, stuff. One of the greatest bonding things that I could have done with my son at his 18th. Yeah. We had a great time. Everyone came out okay. No one was too wounded. A few scratches, but the, that's And painful. now you, uh, you wear the bruises to show oh, that you've been there. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Right now, it's a bloody honour, Robert, isn't it? It is indeed. It wasn't so long ago we had Taj Farrant, our local guitar prodigy, come into the studio. Oh, I know. And it wasn't so long before that that we were just discovering this amazing talent, this mm-hmm. guitar prodigy who has From played the Central Coast. With superstars Santana, all over the world. Rob, Rob Thomas. Thomas. Among others, has been... Kiss. Oh, Kiss. Kiss. Just for a jam. And four days ago, he put out this song. It's called Crossroads. I'm heading down to the crossroads The devil's waiting there for me How cool is this? Oh, yeah. And? I'm heading down to the crossroads That song has gone number one on the iTunes charts. The devil's waiting Oh, yeah. And he joins us in the studio this morning, Taj Barrett, our local lad. Morning, Taj. Hello. You are a legend. <laughs> mate, well done on Crossroads hitting number one on the iTunes chart. Thank on you. The really well done, mate. Geez, you've done an incredible amount for someone of the tender age of 14. 14. Yeah. Um, I kind of look back at it now and I'm like, oh, I've done quite a bit for how, how old you are. long yes, I've mate. been playing as well. So, yeah. And, mate, do you get, like, I just spoke to you before about, like, where do you get inspiration for writing your songs? Where does that come from? Um, well, it's funny. Someone just, like, says something while I'm speaking to them, and I'm like, oh, that would work as a song title. And then I'd go back home and just, like, write a song around what I heard. So, um, Music yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. So I was on a live and we were just speaking about something, and I said, "Well, the house always win- wins." Yeah. And I was like, "That'd work as a song." So now I'm actually writing a song about um, the house always winning. So, and, yeah. and what about Crossroads? Where'd that come from? Um, so that song actually come out of nowhere because I was on the bus because we were touring in America, and I was just I seen a crossroads, and uh, it made me kind of think of um, Robert Johnson. And stuff like that. And the whole song come in like five, ten minutes. Later. Yeah. Wow. And I played it at the first show. Jeez. And just rip it down. Now you've been you've been in Australia, you've been touring around. You're not far off going back over to the States. Yeah, not far off going back over to the States for a while. What's your plan there? Um, so we are moving there um at the end of the tour that we'll be doing over there. Um, and then, I mean, we'll be there for like two, three years. Two or three years. So pack, packed up everything here and you're moving out. You're saying goodbye yep. to everyone right now? Yeah, that's what we're kind of doing, just saying goodbye to everybody. Six weeks before you go. And there's also some big news. I know it's in negotiations at the moment, but what's the big news? 
Um, I might be buying a blues club in Ohio. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. That's what I was doing at 14. <laughs> two. I had two of them. I had two of them by then. Really? <laughs> so what's the blues club called? Uh, the blues club is called Howard's Club H. Um, Howard's I'd, Club H. Quite a famous joint, this one. Yeah, a uh, couple of famous people have played there. Um, but I, I've played there about four times now. And I was just like, it's the biggest show I've done like not to people wise, just like the interaction, the prestige, the, yeah. yeah, of the event. Howard's yeah. Club, incredible. Hey, we yeah. are looking. Rob and I and our producer Zach are looking for a reason to get over to the US. Yes, and this is the reason. Write that yeah, down. We found. <laughs> just writing this down. We're going to Howard's Club H. Okay, in yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Now, where you're planning to? Live, are you going to with you and your fam, Bam? Are you going to stay there, or will there be living? Will you be living somewhere else? Um, well, we're kind of looking everywhere. Uh, we're looking at Nashville at the moment because that's like the capital for music. Um, a lot of Aussies over there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, How do you find yourself, Tarts, getting into these circles with these people? Is it just, is it, is it like a group? Everyone seems to know each other and they all hang out and play together? Um, there are some groups like that, but I don't really involve with those ones. Um, but I... The, most of the time there's just like people that you can real that you realize and it's like oh that's such and such and then yeah you could because Nicole Kidman and um what's his name Keith Keith, Keith Urban. <laughs> they're over there yeah. you, you could you could go and play the guitar up on so, stage with him yeah good idea. yeah i haven't really um interacted with him much but we we should have to try and get something. Catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out oh, down yeah, the local yeah. shop. You yeah, know? He, you, might, you, might, you might ring him and say, listen, I've got a club, Howard's Club H. Do you want to play there? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'll Good. just bring him a meat pie. I bet he hasn't had one of them in a while. Done. So six weeks and, you, and you're, you're off? Yeah, six weeks and then I'm off to America. Oh, well done, mate. Well, I know we've got your number, we've got your dad's number, so we are going to stay in touch. Yeah. And we could be uh, performing. Well, they do crab races at uh, Howard's oh, Club. <laughs> but they will be. They will be. <laughs> you can take that free of charge. There's something new because they wouldn't have seen that over there. Yeah, no, there's not. Yeah, there's not many things that are like. Over in America that you can see as Australian because they have like Aussie steakhouses, but they're like yeah. nowhere near Australian. Not yeah. even close. It's like so not you, even close. So you're going to put your, uh, how would you say, your wand of Australiana onto yeah. uh, Howard's Club and H? Yeah. Garlic bread Texas toast. <laughs> That's got to stop. Change that. Hey, I'm, right, I'm changing that. One. Change that. Well, uh, well done, buddy Taj. So good to have you in the studio. The pride of the Central Coast. Very mate. much so. You've Thank got you. a whole community behind you. And yeah. We wish you so well over there, and we do hope to get over and see you sometime. Good Thank on you, mate. Yeah, Taj Road. And number one, this is it. Crossroads. It's on the charts. Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yeah, well, all right. I went to a soccer match with my daughter, who's in the under nine, under tens. Yeah, went down there. Said, "Has anyone been able to watch any of the World Cup?" And they all went, nah. "No." And these are all parents of kids playing the sport that is being showcased 
around the world, yeah. this is their major diamond. And you can't watch the World Cup unless you've got Optus Sport. Mm. Does anyone have Optus Sport? Me. You do not. Yes, I do. I borrow it from Al, my name. <laughs> you do not have <laughs> Optus Sport. Because Al's got Optus Sport, so I go into Callum's room. And... How long have you had access to Optus Sport? And don't lie to me. I've never had it. Thank you. <laughs> Al's got it. Oh, yeah, but he's, he's worked out how to stop you getting it from him. No, not the power, though, when I run I the lead from his joint. Also, on top of that, All right. over at our place, there are a bunch of guys on Saturday night, yeah. and they wanted to watch the, the soccer. They wanted to watch England versus Haiti, and were dead keen on it. And I said, oh, sorry, guys, it's not on Channel 7. I looked on the 7 Plus, 7 This, 7 That, Nothing. And you just go, oh. how are they supposed to showcase and grow this sport? And why would FIFA let them? Well, what, what does it cost? Five bucks a week, you miserable sock? I don't know what it costs. all the other streaming services. I don't know what it costs. I've already what got is... KO. I've already hang got on, Stan. Hang on, You can get, I'm just bringing it up here, monthly plan twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, so they want, me to, they want me to pay like 50 to, 50 to oh, 75 bucks to dude, watch the couple, World Cup. Couple of months. Hang on. So, you, But you're always banging on. You've got Stan. I've got this. Yeah, I've got, I've got Stan. I've got KO. I've got the free-to-air sport. Yeah, well, just. I'm not getting another sports service. Mate, $24.99. Nah, there was one kid it. came to our house that had access to Optus Sports. Why didn't you use his username and we password? We ended up doing it. We there got it on go. his phone, and then we just <laughs> streamed it to the TV, and everyone could watch it and be happy. Did you keep his username but and password? missed out big time, yeah. Seven. I know, I know. No, yes, he did leave it logged in. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to say that. Yeah. But Channel 7, please, they're, they're going to show the Matildas games. You can get. Um, and they're going to show the finals. But if you have any interest in growing the women's game in oh, Australia, okay. you would think that during your World Cup, you would get it available to everyone to watch for free. Pay for it some way. Come on. Uh-huh. Pay for, let the government pay for it. How much is it going to cost? Oh, if, geez, it, if it every household, billion, it? if, if it say it's fifty bucks for every household to watch the World Cup, how many households are there? About oh, ten know. million? No, there couldn't be that many. Where's Dan Andrews when you <laughs> need him? <laughs> Just cancel million. it. And only half of them are going to would watch it anyway. I don't know. Okay. Wouldn't be that much. All right, hang on. Uh, all right, we got Pete from Lisbon. Good morning, Pete. Peter, not too bad. Yes, my daughter downloaded the Optus Sport the other day which is connected to my iTunes account, yep. which is charging me $25 a month. Yeah, you get so the soccer, though. All of a sudden, you've got Optus Sport <laughs> that you didn't want because your daughter downloaded it and it's costing you 25 bucks a month. Exactly right. But I have another solution for you, Rob. Yeah. Come around to Pete's place and Go watch on, the soccer. Watch the password. <laughs> why, don't, why don't Paddy buy it and then you go around to his place? Oh, I'd have to go around to his house then. <laughs> He's been trying to get me around there for four years. And, yeah, um, that, yeah, I suppose that might be cutting it a bit fine. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We don't want grubs in Narara, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want me to come round because his wife cursed to be onto him for a week about the clean-up operation in order to have someone over as a visitor. That's right. You've got to wear hazmat uniforms if you walk through the door. Yeah. yeah what, so, what, what, with the way you live, Paddy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, mate, yeah, so 20, so what? You're 25 bucks you're paying for the month, but you can cancel it any after the World Cup's over, just well, cancel it. Well, that's what I said to the daughter. I said, How are you going to pay for this? And she goes, Oh, I work now, so I'll pay for it. I'm thinking, Yeah, that's just a load of garbage. Yeah, that's- no, they won't. That is lip service. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, no, they won't. Thanks, Pete. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yes, good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? Oh, this lady, yeah. aside from 
your wife cursed must yeah. be the most unlucky woman of all time. She mm. was working on a boat when it sank. The boat was the Titanic and it went down despite being on the Titanic when it sank. She was one of 700 people that survived. Yeah. That would put you off doing working yeah. on cruise ships, wouldn't it? Yes. Really, but she returned to the sea to work again. She was working on the HMS Britannic when the ship started to sink. Again, you'd think you're unlucky after striking a mine. She's like a cat with nine lives. She Don't was tell able me to she got on that Costa Concordia. <laughs> Holy jeez, remember that. Is that off Newcastle? No, no, no. That was the Pasha Bolka. Oh, the Pasha Bolka. Uh, that was the no, last outing. I saw that, the docker on that, where the captain said, oh, we'll go close, see if we can go closer. And it's this rocky outcrop and a bloody uh, boat flips over. And down Eventually. it went. Yeah. So yeah. what happened to this lady? So she was on two, she's on two cruises and both sank. Two cruises, one of a thousand people to survive the oh. sinking of the second. Um, oh, the HMS Britannic. So I tell you what, you'd buy a lotto ticket, you wouldn't would you? you? I would you? And I tell you what, if you they buy, should have named, they should have named a boat after it. I tell it you might what, have been a good omen. If you buy a lotto ticket, and that, uh, you hope it wins because that's the only way you might be able to um, buy food at the Sydney Football Stadium in Sydney's Moor Park. Oh, what because, have they done now? Um, the food prices have been spotlighted this week. How expensive they are. In one of the several venues across Australia and oh. New Zealand hosting the 2023 World Cup FIFA you, Games. Have you got a price on pri- on pies there? I'm going to have a guess. Okay, well, we'll I'll, I'll have a look if see I'd... if they've got – I was going to play the – I was going to play, no. the, going to play oh. how much. Oh, okay, name okay. an item. All right, okay. If you're going there, you want to buy the chook pack. How much for the chook pack? For the chook pack. What's in the chook pack? Um, look, let me have a look. It, doesn't really tell, say, tell me there's chicken. There tell me there's be. chicken in it. Now, then it, I reckon there'd be chicken for the chook pack. You'd, you'd, uh, you'd okay. assume there'd be a lot in the chook pack. It's the chook pack. I'd reckon no more than eighteen dollars. Higher, uh, twenty-eight dollars. Higher, thirty-eight dollars. Oh no! Higher, forty-eight dollars. Higher. Get out of it. Yes. Oh. Way higher. Okay, I'm fifty-eight dollars. Higher. Oh no! (laughs) The price. Tell, just tell me. I can't can't keep going. It's torture. (laughs) The price for a chook pack at Sydney Football Stadium. If you're going to see seventy-eight dollars, are lower. Sixty-five dollars. Oh my! Sixty-five dollars fifty. And the snack pack costs fifty-seven dollars. Oh, the snack pack. A snack pack? Yeah. A, That'd be enough to... The chook pack, there must be a lot in the bloody chook pack. Because have to be. Because you can get the schnitzel, uh, the chicken schnitzel burger and chips, 21 bucks. That's sort of normal. Popcorn chicken, 1950 Chips, large, 9 bucks. Small, 550 Bucket of chicken, $44. But isn't that... There must be a lot in the chook pack. Has anyone gone down and can tell us what's in the chook pack? Um, it doesn't say... What did you want a price on, Robert? Burgers, I did wanted you? to price on a meat pie. Meat pie it doesn't actually say, actually, but it's been probably can't been. get them anymore. No, that's un-Australian. Yeah, very much so. But yeah, so if you um, are thinking of going to the World Cup, hopefully you win lotto, and therefore you'll be able to afford some of the food at the uh, the stadium. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Good morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? Um, well, eighty-one year old. 
uh, Harrison Ford. He's decided it's the yeah, it's the last of his Indiana yeah. Jones adventures, the, the new one that's just come out. Yeah. And um, he decided to spill a few secrets about the filming of Indiana Jones movies. See, I love behind the scenes. Yeah. He said that they were, they were doing an interview and there was some behind-the-scenes footage of, and this is where Mickey D and Harrison Ford have so much in common, and you might say, who did it first? But there's behind-the-scenes footage of Indiana Jones stapling Indy's iconic fedora hat to his forehead. Oh, no. You know, Mickey D staples he's, his, his toupee, toupee especially when it's, windy, when it's windy. When it's windy. Because you learned got the Bon Jovi hair who, who learned from who? <laughs> that should do it. That should do it. Kung, he staples this he into his head. did not. Yeah, that With should do it. Ford says in the clip from the filming of 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was questioned on this clip by the interviewer, to which he replied, he said, you do what you need to do, he said. And then the actors grabbed aside the front of his hair and pulled it aside and added... There's the scar, and has this scar in the in the he stapled later, like years later, the where they, the video showed him stapling joking. the hairpiece. Now, was that just the magic of Hollywood, or did he actually do it? I believe he did it. Probably did. Probably so, did. I mean, there was all that action in, in the costume. I mean, he had the leather jacket, the bullwhip, and he said it was presented to me as an aspect of character in the first film. And he was recalling, he goes, my questions were many. He said, hang on, why am I wearing a leather jacket in the jungle? Isn't it hot? Why am I carrying a whip? And this is, I quote, what am I going to do with an... Oh, I should have got the swearometer oh, on. Oh, with an told me. Oh, I can't, hang on, hang on, hang on. There we go. In whip. <laughs> <laughs> am I going to whip people? <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> so he's out. But he, and Harrison Fawn has been notoriously hard to interview, but he is... He's opened up a bit in his old age and gotten a bit emotional. Well, that is quite funny because speaking of action bullwhips and octogenarians, Iris Jones, 83. Octogenarian. Someone over 80. Um, has stunned oh, the world. She stunned the world with sharing her intimate X-rated details of her There's passion. There's nothing you don't know. And <laughs> medical terms. And her passionate and kinky sex life with a 37-year-old toy boy. Look, they met oh. online, as we know, in 2019. And 37. she developed feelings for the young Egyptian man, ended up flying to Cairo, met in person, ended up married. She admitted on their first night of passion an entire tube of KY jelly was used. And I'm there. Oh, oh that's fine. Even go. what'd well, you do that for? I'm just reading the story, mate. I'm just don't shoot the messenger. Years. But oh. but so sparks were going going really well. It was all going well. Bloody blah blah. And Does it look like he's okay? Like oh, oh, he's an, he looks okay. Anyway, but now look, sparks flew. They tied the knot. In the year later, Loki ceremony. But now the grandmother has shared the shocking news that have a guess what. Have a guess what, Robert? They have. They haven't split up. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Unrequited love. <laughs> but 
I don't, I can't read this. Anyway. No! <laughs> the Love has lying been. on the floor like the shards of this Indian rubber vase. Oh, like sand through the hourglass, Robert. <laughs> but now the grandmother has shared the shocking news that she and her husband have called it quits after more than two years of marriage. And we used to have a great sex life, but then rather than making love, we ended oh, up don't. arguing all the time about anything and everything. God, that's just a marriage, isn't it? Um, she was like a love sick, sick teenager at 83. But the thing is, what she's got now, she's got a cat. And she's... At least if he's realised that, that he was trapped and couldn't get out of it, yeah. he wouldn't have that long to wait. <laughs> no, not at all. Really? But she's found a little pussycat and everything's going well because uh, that is... Oh, so see, they've got a cat together. Uh, no, to no, 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 she, no. He's moved out. He's moved out. Oh, it's gone. over. But that's the fluffy little animal story. He's been story replaced by, uh, by with a pussycat. That's exactly right. And that's our fluffy news story to finish to other news today. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have in the studio with us this morning. Remember Bob Peters? Bob was with uh, 2GO, Triple M for our decades. He passed away last year at the age of 62, and we have got his lad, Jaden Pizengrilli, in the studio with us this morning. Good morning, Jado. Good morning, boys. Jayden. How's it going? How are you, mate? Very good. Uh, couldn't pass up the opportunity to mate. come into the Bob Peters studio as well. Which it is. Mate, there's a plaque on the, at the front of the studio because we renamed after the passing of Bob because he was such an instrumental part of yeah. radio, not just on the Central Coast, but in Sydney as yeah, well. absolutely. Newcastle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and he's still greatly missed. Oh, mate, he is. Oh, uh, by many people. And, and Bobby also, he did voiceovers for Channel 9. He was the main voiceover for Channel 9 from Channel 10. Just, oh, his voice was everywhere. Yeah, it was. Uh, couldn't escape it, getting trouble at home, driving <laughs> to school, hearing him again. It was an inescapable voice. Yeah, even now, we still still commercials with your dad on. It was just so oh, sweet. Tell me you. about it. It scares me. Yeah, yeah. I'll be driving and listening to it. And the thing... Jaden, Jaden, did he, did he have a voice for you that you knew <laughs> that you were in trouble? Because they all have him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd have mate come over and they'd be like, oh, you know, his voice is so great. And I'm like, you haven't heard the voice. <laughs> I've heard the voice. Was it Jaden, your middle name, and you knew you were yeah. in trouble? Oh, it was just Jaden Italian expletives. <laughs> uh, get over here. <laughs> uh, we do miss Bob Peters. We really do. And it was because Bob suffered for many years. It was polycystic kidney disease, Jado. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's a bit of a not well-known disease. Causes cysts on the kidneys. Um, and more often than not, it's going to lead to kidney failure. So um, the treatment op- options for that are basically you get a transplant if yeah. you're lucky. The waiting list is almost a decade long. Uh, or you suffer through dialysis. And that's like 12 plus hours a week. I remember Bob, when he, got his trans- when he had his transplant, he called us that morning on his way to Sydney. And it was... It was very funny, the story with Bob's transplant, because I think Jesse, your brother, was driving here, and they had to be in Sydney at a certain time. Jesse took the wrong bloody way. And and, And then that voice came out again. And and all (laughs) the staff at the hospital were waiting, because it's a a phone call, and Mm. it's instant. You've got to get there. Yeah, absolutely. So so Jesse took the wrong way, had to go. I think he did did a U-turn on one of the freeways in Sydney uh, to get Bob (laughs) to. Was it St. Vincent's Hospital? It was down in Sydney. I don't I remember the exact yeah, hospital, yeah. but I remember the chaos yeah. of the morning. <laughs> Insuring. <laughs> Absolutely. Insuring, yeah. But, mate, um, now there's a big fundraiser to try and get a cure. Money's raised will go to polycystic kidney uh, disease cure, a cure for that. Now, yeah. what's happening here? So um, the foundation is PKD Australia. Uh, we're hosting 2nd of September at mm. Mingara. Pretty poignant for us. It's the day before Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, and on the 4th is PKD Awareness Day. 
So it starts at five. We've got um, Trivia Through the Night hosted by yourself. Uh, I'm hoping Dr. Paddy um, doesn't make an appearance. <laughs> oh, Dr. Paddy has oh, been that, listening. That's another, that's another himself today. That's we might revisit Dr. Paddy tomorrow, <laughs> Jaden. <laughs> I'll do my research, boys. Oh, my goodness. He's been misdiagnosing people all over the Central Coast. Today. I know. All right. That was one. There was one misdiagnosis, all right? No, um, but um, we will have uh, uh, Dr. Simon Roger, who's a big PKD professor. He's yeah. number one in Australia. Yeah. Um, silent auction throughout the night, trivia yeah. as well. Um, the support has been insane from family and friends. I and mean, we sort of did a slow launch last night. Yeah. Um, and, you know, thanks to you guys, thanks to Mingara, got to make Connor at Unearth Civil, and the money's just piled in. We're at $3,000 already. Um, and, you know, people can buy tickets and donate through quizforacure.org. So it's quizforacure.org. Now, it'll come up. You can um, – it's a table of 10. What's it, 65 bucks? Uh, $60 a ticket. $60 can, a ticket. If you want to buy a table, you can go through and just buy a table yeah. straight away, and then you've got that reserve for yourself. Because I'm quite sure. G'day, Paul. Uh, Paul from Wombie, who's a great mate, who, who I know helped you out last year. He he may be listening. And if you've been a listener of Bob Peters and you want to support Bob in some ways, just go to and, – and he had many, many – Many fans on the Central Coast, quizforacure.org. Yep. You can do that now. Register a table. Now, the thing is there's only 20 tables in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and there's already two sold out. All right, so it's going right. going really fast. And I tell you what, it's to hear you speak, Jaden. I tell you what, Bob is still here with us because I can hear his voice <laughs> in you. In you. In and I tell you what, it's it's, my, it's very upsetting, <laughs> but it's beautiful as well, Jaden. It's so nice to hear you and talk to you this morning. No, it's great to chat as well. And, mate, if there are any businesses as well on the Central Coast that would like to donate to the cause, because all the money's raised will go to that yep. great fundraising cause, just call Zachy, our producer, on 13353. Yeah. It's up on Facebook page as well. Yep. Yep. yep, got a Facebook page going. So message uh, the you website there. as well. Uh, there's a contact form as well, so shoot us a message. Yeah, please do. And Jade and Bianca or Jesse will get in contact with you. Please tell me, do you go for South Sydney? It wasn't a choice, mate. <laughs> there was, a, there was a bloody shrine at home. There was no choice. I know. I should have called you a couple of weeks ago when we smashed you. The oh, so don't no. say that. They were playing poorly. But if I can say one more thing, yeah, um, I mean, Dad sort of acted as a bit of a beacon for hope through yeah. his, uh, his illness and his perseverance and stuff like that. Uh, so for us and the family, um, being able to have his image on something like this uh, and giving him the chance to be that kind of beacon of hope again yeah. uh, for plenty of people on the coast and, and Australia-wide suffering from the disease, yeah. sounds great to us. Please yep. get involved. It's quizforacure.org. It's uh, all in memory of our late mate, late great mate, Bob Peters, and we'll see you September 2nd at Mingara. Jaden, we will talk to you again, yep. and thank you for coming in, mate. Absolutely. Cheers, boys. You're a, yep. Mate, he'd be a, proud of you. Let a me tell person you. remembered is never gone. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Hey, good morning, Patrick. Oh, good morning, Rob. Um, what do you got for you. us? Well, I thought this was just made up. I thought there's no way this can be true because, like, using fire, that's one of the defining features of modern humans, right? It's right yeah. next to tool making, art, and the art and textbooks. It looks that's how like, it all started. It looks like humans, though, aren't the only species that are deliberately using or manipulating fire to their benefit. What's that about the bird that gets the um, the, 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 the thing that's these, on fire? They're firehawk raptors. Mm. Mm. And there's a study, like, basically raptor species, they're well known for hunting near active fires, right? I thought they, they were dinosaurs. Up. No. Okay, raptors. They're, they're, they're a type were, of bird. Yeah, I know. Raptors, raptors like hawks and but stuff. But raptors you know? were dinosaurs as well. 
There's a there's, there's, there's a raptor dinosaur. Well yeah. done. Yeah. You watched the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so the raptors, they're well known for hunting near fires. They snatch up insects, animals, or stuff as they flee the frames. Yeah. Flames. Flames. I like the frames, though. (laughs) Nothing like an animal fleeing They take pictures as well, these raptors. (laughs) Oh, good frame. Stay there. The birds get them right in the frame. Yeah, hang on. So, um, basically, thank you. That's a raptor. That's another one. Hang around the neck. But you know what these firehawk raptors do? They actually take branches from cooking fires or wildfires, and then they fly the burning branch to somewhere else and they drop it into another area that starts a fire and flushes out the animals so that they can hunt them. It's brutal. I mean, it's clever, but very wrong. And there should be a law against this, and they should be arrested uh, for starting (laughs) fires. Lock them up. Yeah. Because what about the tree frog? Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. The poor tree frog. Exactly. The long john tree. No wonder it's extinct or almost. Yeah, because of these bloody raptors. But they did a study, and over several years, they reviewed all these reports and stuff of interactions between birds and fire, and it seems their results Mm. document that at least three raptor species purposefully spread fire to flush out prey. They're scumbags, aren't they? Absolute scumbags. Well, Robert, um, the woman who claimed the $1 billion Powerball win. What's your name? This is not a Parramatta or West Tiger supporter. Oh, I'm Honey, stole. I can't. I'm scared. I'm Are you sure? Are you sure? Get her a bodyguard. Get her a bodyguard. She walked in to the news. That was Paddy Gerard on news that he might become mayor. <laughs> and so they chase her along the street. She appeared on TV claiming to be California's billion-dollar Powerball winner. It was a fake. She just wanted to get on the news. So she goes into the quickie mart and um, she makes out and she's stormed by reporters. She enters the store, asks whether she's the winner. She broke down in tears and managed to give a quick nod and they all just zoomed in on her and she did it because she wanted to be on the news and it was fake. That is just so important. That is pathetic. That is. That is. <laughs> oh, please. Maybe someone offered her money. Maybe they said, yeah, no. I'll give you 500 bucks if you get on the news. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I know how I'll do it. It could have been. It's either brilliant or just sad. Uh, uh, Patty and Rob Palmer. The podcast. I had faith until I got about oh, shut 10 up, minutes mate. into seven seconds. Oh. I, I watched it on the weekend. We just could not stop watching it. And I just said on Monday. Says everything about you. I need to know. Um, seven seconds. Lifeless. It's, uh, it's on Netflix. It's, it was done in 2018. It's about this young lad that was uh, run over, hit and run by a copper. And then it just, it, it's the stories revolved everyone involved in the incident. Now have a listen. My son laid in the cold, in pain for hours. And whoever did this is free. No one saw you, right? You keep your mouth shut. Anyone asks you what you're doing in the park, you tell them your job. She accepted our mission yesterday to watch Seven Seconds. Yeah. Charlie. Oh. <laughs> Please, Charlie. I hope you're thinking the same way I was about this thing. <laughs> okay. Well, look, to say that I'm tired is all your fault, Patty. <laughs> so oh, you no. watched more than yes. one episode. I've of... watched the whole season. Did you watch ten hours last oh, night? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. What, what is wrong with me, indeed? Yeah, I, I started yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And I watched the entire thing. <laughs> it is so spellbinding, captivating, oh. addictive, Look, isn't it? No. Look, I have to say, it is a little bit slow in part. Thank you. Um, and I don't feel that it needed eight episodes, but... Mm. That being said, I do feel that it was good. Um, obviously, yeah, a touching story, and even though it's not a true story, it could very easily be a true story in this, you know, in this climate. But yeah. oh, I, love I, it. a morbid I do, touching story. Uh, yeah. Let the reviewer finish. Uh, yeah. So if I had to score it, I would give it a six out of ten. <laughs> but six. But, but you okay. watched ten episodes. Uh, yeah, only because you're sucking out. up you, Gerard. Kaylee. Could have been done in four. <laughs> I agree. I do agree with you, Wob. It could have been done in four. But fabulous acting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, oh. I felt, I felt like I was watching a Searching for positives now, story. aren't you? Searching yeah. for positives. Yeah. Well, Kaylee. But I've got one for you. Oh, have you? Yes. Oh, have, here you go. Have you seen Now They See Us? Now They See Us. No. Okay, he plays that I'm game gonna, every day. I'm going to give that one to you because mm. it's similar to mm. the one, just to seven seconds, but I would honestly give it a 10 out of 10, and it is a true story, and, and Rob, I think you might even like it. Like, oh, right, oh, I might even oh, give it a shot. All right, we've got a radio what, show to do today. He uh, is so hard to please. discuss this at length well, in listen, Kaylee, what we're going to do, you can explore Taronga Zoo, the zoo with a view, up to 20% discount on tickets online now, but we're sending you Taronga Zoo. We've got a family pass for doing this. Oh, thank you so much, fellas. Look, it was a pleasure. I just need to have a coffee now and wake up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's 10 hours. You won't get back. (laughs) Have a great day. See you, Kaylee. (laughs) Bye. Actually, it's when they see us. I have seen it. When they see us. When they see us, yeah. Thank you, Kylie. So I have seen that, so I don't have to go and watch that. Um, So give it a big thumbs down from Kaylee, then. Uh, Six out of ten, pal. (laughs) After 10 hours, she doesn't know where she is now. Yeah, that's right. Not worth it. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. And Robert, yesterday, yes, on my Facebook feed, something came up from NRMA flood kit about preparing, getting you know for emergency your flood kit. And I said really? to Kirst, we should get a bloody flood kit. And she said, it Darling, hasn't rained. It hasn't rained in a long time. Yeah, I know. And we live on a hill. Um, but what it was, it wasn't just about the flood kit. It was about if something happened. And I said, where are all the kids' photos? Where are all the photos and all the documents? And I'm, and, she, and Kirst said, oh, downstairs. I'm there, where's all the other in documents? Like, you know, your passports and all that sort of info. Do you not know where your passports are kept? Yes, it's one of the, in one of the drawers. Yes, I do now. No? You uh, now know. Uh, but, but you're telling me that you had no idea. Let's say no. Kirst- I had an idea. It's just that it's expired. Do you do anything for yourself? Do you know where the toilet paper is kept in your home? <laughs> no, Curse replaces that. Oh, my and God. And it's very important. I just thought how important it is that if something went wrong, you have everything in one place. And I'm doing it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you're learning. You're learning where the parts of your life that you value the most are ah, kept. Yes. And I didn't realise because we got the box of photos. That's downstairs in one of the in the bathroom and that we don't use. And uh, and it's really important after I saw about this flood kit. Yes. And when's the last time you got those photos out? That's a good question, Robert. <laughs> it's funny how those photos stay 
locked away <laughs> yeah. for so long. There are reasons for that. There are reasons for that. But this weekend, prepare. Just you should digitise Digitise your life. Yeah, I might do that. I might do that. But it's really important because you don't realise. I said, but say if there's a bloody fire. And because that's the thing. If there was a fire where you could go straight away. Would you that. care? Uh, you would say, like, you would get it. Would you get it? Oh, if there's it, a fire, it, you're supposed to save yourself. Don't go for your photos yeah, that you've left know, in the downstairs I, I bathroom. Know. Yeah, I know. I know. You, you save yourself, your kids and the dogs. But if there was, so um, this weekend, that's what you, I'm doing. I'm putting everything, which is really okay. important. And you should too. That's why I wanted to let you know, okay? Geez, you're going to be grumpy on Monday. <laughs> Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. After 8 o'clock this morning, but it came up in my feed last night and it was a picture of a dad driving <laughs> with... What? Sounds, sounds like something, something came up in your feed as in... I'm sitting at the you, table. You're just having dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, but it came up in my feed. The dad was driving with his son and it was, you see that house? I built the roof on that house. And it just reminded oh, oh. me, travelling with the old man, and it was always... Dad always used to say, we used to pass this service station and his mate used to own it. It was David Hosking or something. And Every time David would go, oh, he'd go, bloody gold mine that one, bloody gold mine that every goldmine. every time we pass that service station, see that place, gold yeah. mine, yeah. <laughs> see, see that airport worked on the runway at that airport. Yeah, yeah. Worked on the runway. <laughs> I took the kids into the harbour tunnel at Sydney. You're going underneath Sydney Harbour. We're going under the harbour, kids, and then you get underneath. And I say, you know, your grandfather, yeah, he waterproofed this tunnel. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Zachy, similar? Uh, yeah, we had a sim- similar story. My brother, he's a uh, spa- Sparky and he does aircon. Yeah. And uh, we drive, you know, drive past a certain place or a business and stuff. Oh, I did the aircon <laughs> in that place. <laughs> yeah. Every, Thanks. Everything they do. I painted the roof on that one. Yeah. Every, why is it so? W- worked on that. Worked yeah. on that. I get told to shut up a lot by my wife, Gwen. <laughs> See, when especially for those who commute to Sydney with their, you know, taking their kids or their family to Sydney and you're doing a lot of jobs in Sydney, they would be the same. One triple three five three. You see that house? I built that roof on that house. Give us a call. What do they always say in the car? Would love to know. One triple three five three. That is the number. Yeah, we looked. It came up in the feed last night. You see that house? I built the roof on that house. A father travelling with his son. See that building over there? Yeah. My wife would just go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I remember <laughs> when I moved here, first moved here, I was just going to share accommodation and there was yeah. a house at Lisro on the hill. It's been bulldozed down now where they do all the road work, the roadworks, I should say. And every time I drive by there, kids, when I first came here, and kids go, yeah, I know, that's where we're going to go share accommodation. But there was a bunch <laughs> of weirdos, seriously. Oh, fair dinkum. The big sell of it, that there were two toasters in the kitchen. And uh, <laughs> seriously, because when everyone's up in the morning, I said, mate, I get up at 3.30. Um, so we had a house, it was up the road from where I used to live as a little kid. It was Borkham Hills and sort of Western Sydney, Northwestern Sydney there. And you drive along past the hospital and there was a house that was at the top of the walkway that I would always drive by. Anytime I go past there with my kids, I would say, see that house? It's haunted. <laughs> go, oh, because it looked like the haunted house. Yeah. And then sure enough, about 150 metres up the road was Tony Packard. It's not there anymore, it's Tony Packard, but up the Windsor Road from Borgham Hills. Oh, yes, that's where you get me do it right for you. you. <laughs> seen those ads on TV. Oh, hey, Marky, you see that house? What, did, what do you always say or your dad always say, mate? Mate, it's a bit like me with a twist. 
Um, I'm always telling my grandson, see that over there, or demolish that, see that over there, or build it. And last Friday night, my grandson rang me up and said, you're watching footy, pa? I said, yeah, he goes, see that team on TV? They cost you $100. <laughs> <laughs> he got you back. <laughs> got me back big time, brother. Oh, that's what happens when you go for the West Tigers. Anyway, there's always next year, Marky. There's always next year. Mate, mate, I heard you on the, on the uh, round, roundup on the show last Friday trying to debt collect seven weeks before the season's finished. Mate, mate you've got oh, no chance. You will not be on top. The West Tigers will not be on top of the Broncos in seven games, buddy. It's not about who's on top. It's when the season finishes. I'm going to pay you with interest, I promise you, and it will be on your socials. Okay, thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Hannah, my daughter. It was a long time ago. It was, <laughs> oh, boy. Hannah's going. She told us last night, we booked England. So she's going to England. Which way is she going to go? Uh, via, she's flying Emirates to uh, Dubai and then from Dubai over to yeah. uh, to London. That's the way they all go these days. Yeah, yeah. That's how the young'uns do it, Robert. That's how they do it. <laughs> they get to... I once went, I ended up going via the United States because it was cheaper. <laughs> So when, when you flew from Sydney, what, to L.A.? Yeah, to L.A. And then LA, went, to, L.A. to, I think we went L.A. to New York and then New York to Heathrow. Holy. It took forever. <laughs> to, to save how much cash. It was cheaper. <laughs> you know, it's still pretty reasonable. Uh, it's about, oh, 1300 bucks. To, that's we, only one way. That's only one when way. When we went and did that, mm. it was when you had to have a visa to travel through the States. So that we had a name. Well, I was called a twelve. They said I got a twelve. I had my own security guard to get me from the from the flight in LA f- that landed. I'm just thinking of an acronym for twas. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, twat. <laughs> Whacker. No. T W O Z. Was it? A V. Oh, a twas. No. T W O V. Traveling without visa. Oh, a twelve. Yeah, 12. I reckon a so twat. I had an armed guard. Took me There's to the another plane. word with spanker, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so, <laughs> I said, uh, but it's I pretty. Like a criminal. Yeah, going through. Yeah, oh, well, mate, she's yeah. she's lining up, and, of course, we got, you're going to have travel insurance. Oh, gee, it's going to be cold out there. How many, you know, because she is going in February next year, and it's going to be bloody cold. And I said, what's the weight limit? There's only about 30 kilos when you fly. Um, Why don't you pick the U.K.? I don't know. I um, don't know. I do not know. Um, she got a secret boyfriend over there or something. She's going with a boyfriend. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up. She'd be happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> got a sugar daddy. <laughs> Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Jesus, nice, Paddy, to be back on the east coast of Australia. Perth is nice, but it was really wet while I was over there. I was. Uh, did you know, actually, when you come back from the west coast, it's actually a trip. Uh, the trip is quicker than the trip over. Do you know why that is? Because you lose the two hours. No, no, the actual flight time. Oh, depends only on with tailwinds, isn't it? Like so. Yeah, and the tailwinds have an effect and all that sort of stuff. What does it take actually, five hours? Yeah, well, you're a hundred percent. Yeah, it's five, it's five hours over. And three hours back. This, yeah, because you're two hours. Because they're two hours well, behind. Not the time difference, no, because the tailwinds make the flight time, actually, like you said. 
you were right across it. You had it. You had a bang on the on the on the nail on the head. I was over there in Perth because we we're doing this symposium. You know, I told you about that. The symposium yeah. about type one diabetes. Mm. And um, in fact, there's not a lot that you aren't right across, is there? It's, so, it's, it's huge the amount of people that have uh, diabetes, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Yeah, and I think yeah. the situation is getting worse because of the uh, population. Um, you know, obesity issue, which then leads well, to... Well, no, no, see, that's... that's is a that a typical, misconception? That's a typically ignorant... Um, oh, gang ...conception. <laughs> hey, Brad. Yeah, I've got a... Yeah, I mean, between my shoulder blades, I think I've got a pinched nerve or something. I'm not too sure. Could he, well, could he diagnose that course, for me quickly? Of course I can. It's more yeah. than the pinched nerve, uh, Brady. It's way, way more than the pinched nerve. It's cervical. Um, <laughs> Radicule It's commonly called a pinched nerve. It occurs when a nerve in the neck is compressed or irritated when it branches away from the spinal cord, Brett. Did now, you say oh. cervical? No, yeah, it's cervical. I mean, no, it's cervical. It says here, I typed in pinched nerve and it's got C-E-R-V-I-C-A-L. What does that spell? Cervical. And it's called R-A-D-I-C-U-L-O-P-A-T-H-Y. So radiculopathy. So commonly known as pinched nerve. Now, any doctors in the game would know exactly what I'm talking about. Judy, Edlong, good morning, Judy. Good morning, Dr. Patty. No worries. What can I do you for this morning in the nicest possible way? Okay, Brady has a cervical. Oh, cervical. 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 Okay, cervical. Cervical is. Cervical. You can never have a cervical. Maybe I had my mind elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did. And but obviously, you know, Paddy, you're not one to let an opportunity pass no. you by because look what's just dropped on the airwaves today. Hello, I'm Dr. Nick, and I would like to declare the Paddy Gerard Medical Center at West Gosford open for business. You bring in your illness and we'll take your money. But be careful, if you come in with a sore neck, you might go home with a limp. Medical certificates cut from cornflakes packets are not endorsed by any medical fraternity. <laughs> yeah, look. When I should have finished reading, when I typed that in, I should have finished reading, it yeah. said in the neck of, and I didn't continue reading what it said. I quote you from yesterday. I looked as far as neck and ran with it. Tumby wholesale meets. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.